Welcome to 12 Tribes of Israel Congregation. Visit us at riseisrael.com or 12t.co. Our toll-free number is 888-447-1695. You can email us at scribe at riseisrael.com. Today we're coming back with another Renewing Our Days as of old. This one, we want to talk about Easter. There's so many things we could cover about this topic, but we want to talk about how Easter is not a day that is of Christ or of the Most High, although it's mentioned once in the Bible. Only in one verse in the whole Bible is mentioned. Remember, when we did the class Sabbath Your Minds and we spoke about the feast days, we mentioned the chapter of Leviticus 23. In that chapter, every feast day that the Heavenly Father gave the children of Israel is written there. It's also written in Numbers 28 and throughout the Bible. Every day that God gave us has some historical meaning. But guess what? Easter has no historical meaning to the children of Israel. Bunnies, laying eggs, that's all going into fertility. And the goddess of fertility that's being worshipped ignorantly by our people. But how come it's Easter one time in the Bible? And it's only in the King James, actually. Most Bibles translate the word correctly as it is in the Greek, Passover. Let's go to the scripture that actually speaks of the word Easter in Acts chapter 12. If we jump to the verse, which is it has the word Easter in it, in Acts chapter 12 and verse 4, it says, And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four Quartinians of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now, that verse is not telling you to celebrate Easter. It's not promoting it to you. It's not saying that this is something that we should do, right? It's telling you that Herod was holding Peter in prison until this celebration. But even though it says Easter in the King James Version, it is an incorrect translation. It's a mistranslation. The word Easter should not be there. And we can actually prove it by reading above in the chapter. So why is it there though, before we prove through the Spirit of the Most High that the word should be Passover? Why would it be there? Let's go to the book of Romans real quick. Romans chapter 11. Because someone will say, I thought the Bible had no errors. And it doesn't. But it's mistranslated. How do you think it's not an error if it's mistranslated? Because everything happens for a reason. Every single thing happens for a reason. That is fulfillment of prophecy that David spoke. In the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 8, in Romans 11 and 8, it says, according as it is written. So meaning, this is written in the so-called Old Testament. God have given them the spirit of slumber. What has happened to our people? They are asleep. They don't know that what they're following is the devil. They don't know that they're worshiping a goddess of fertility. They don't ask themselves, what does bunnies and eggs have to do with Christ? I mean, when I was a little kid and I was being taught about Easter, I asked that question and grown-ups couldn't answer it. God have given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear. What do you mean eyes that they should not see? Our people pick up this Bible. They cannot see clearly what the Most High said. When you speak to them about the scriptures, it's like they're hearing wah, 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 like in Charlie, uh, Charlie Brown. 
They don't hear clearly what you're saying. It's like they don't have ears to hear unto this day, even to this day. So it started from all the way back then that they were being taught the scriptures by Christ and the people were blinded and couldn't see that the Messiah was right in front of them. Verse 9 says, And David saith, Let their table, meaning let the book, the Bible, be made a snare. The word snare means a trap. So the Bible was going to become a trap for the wicked. It's going to become a book that if they were to read it because of their wickedness, they will not be able to get it. And they will fall into confusion. They will fall into their own sinful thoughts. Because people follow their own mind and try to interpret the Bible when there's no private interpretations. Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block. Stumbling block is like imagine you walking and somebody put a block in front of you. You're going to stumble and fall. Right? You're going to trip and fall. And a recompense. That's the key word, a recompense. This is repayment for their wickedness. For taking the word of the Most High lightly and for being wicked. And a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. In other words, let them be punished. Now, how do we know that in the beginning of verse 9 where it says, let their table be made a snare? That is not talking about a table like where you sit and eat, but that it's talking about a book. Let's hold our spot in Acts 12. You don't have to hold your spot in Romans no more. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 30 to prove to the Spirit of the Most High that the word table in that verse meant a tablet or a book. In the book of Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 8, it says, Now go, write it before them in a table, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book. Right there is explaining to us that the table means a book, that it may be for the time to come, Forever and ever. Now, what we read in the book of Romans, it explained a prophecy was being fulfilled. That within the Bible, there are going to be traps, snares, stumbling blocks. For who? For the wicked. Why would God do that to his children? Well, remember we started in verse 8 here in Isaiah, right? Let's keep reading. Let's see what he says. That this is a rebellious people. What do you mean this is a rebellious people? You tell them to keep Passover, but they'll say, no, 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 that's done away with. That was nailed to the cross. But here it is. They will establish their own tradition and keep what? Easter. Because they're rebellious. Are they rebellious just this day? No, they have been rebellious since of old. I mean, when you read the scriptures, you read about our forefathers, some of them being idolaters, making up days. Celebrating wicked days of the other nations and not honoring the days of the Most High. So they have been a rebellious people, lying children. Why he says they lie? Because they say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Bible. I'm a Christian. But they lie because they don't follow the Bible. They follow in religion, not the scriptures. They follow in man-made doctrines, commandments of men traditions of men, things that were invented by men, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. If you speak to them about God's law, they say that has been done away. And for that reason, the Bible is a stumbling block and a trap for some of our people. Because if they knew about the Passover, 
they will know that this is a mistranslation in the book of Acts. They will know it immediately as soon as they start reading from verse 1. Let's go back to Acts chapter 12 and let's read from verse 1. Now in Acts 12 and 1 it says, Now by the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Herod was not an Israelite. Herod was not of our people. Herod was an Edomite and someone that did not believe in Christ and his teachings. As we can see here, he killed one of the disciples of Christ. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews. And here it is that some of our people were being wicked and were happy with the death of their own. Because they did not believe in Christ. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, meaning it pleased the Pharisees, it pleased the Sadducees, the scribes and the priests that were being wicked. He proceeded further to take Peter also. So he was thinking of killing Peter as well. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Hmm. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Why is that written there? Why is that in parentheses? What is that trying to tell us? Well, let's hold our spot. When it says, then were the days of unleavened bread, if we go to the book of Luke chapter 22 and verse 1, we will find out what does that mean. Because the same person that wrote the book of Acts is Luke. <laughs> that wrote the book of Luke. So in Luke 22 and verse 1, it says here, Now the feast of eleven bread drew nigh, meaning the feast of eleven bread is near, which is called the Passover. Which is called the Passover. So in other words, a person that will be keeping this feast that is called the Feast of Eleven Bread, that person will naturally know that it is also called what? Passover. See, keeping the laws actually help you understand the Bible. That's why in the book of Psalm and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, throughout the Bible it tells you that the keeping of the commandments gives great understanding. That the beginning of wisdom is keeping the commandments. Departing from evil gives you a head start with the Most High. Now that we know that the Feast of Eleven Bread is also called Passover, the next verse in Acts is going to make complete sense. Let's go back to Acts chapter 12. I'm going to read the last part of verse 3 again. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, meaning when he captured Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quartinians of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Right there, the word Easter, right, in my Bible, it has a little number to let me know that it's talking about Passover. But we don't need that little number to tell us that it's Passover. You know why? Because we just read in Luke 22 and verse 1 that the Feast of Leavened Bread is also known as what? Passover. So that is the only verse with the word Easter. Nowhere else in the Bible will you ever find that word again. But in the Bible, it does speak of how Easter, it comes from Ashtoreth. But if you were to research 
what Easter is really based on, you will find out that it comes from an old ancient false god or goddess, I should say, of fertility. And that name evolved over time to Ishtar. And today it is what? Easter. But it had nothing to do with Christ. So how come is it there in the Bible? It's a stumbling block and it's a what? A snare. I'm just going to pick up real quick a Bible dictionary. It's not important which brand it is or whatever. But if you look up the word Easter in the Bible dictionary, it says Easter. Then it has in parentheses the word Passover. Render Easter in Acts 12 and 4 KGV, meaning King James Version, but correctly translated Passover. Correctly translated Passover. In other words, they understand that the word that should be actually there is Pasach, or as it says in the Greek, Pascha. Pascha, which comes from the Hebrew word Pasach, which is the name Passover. So if you were to look at every single manuscript for this verse, it would not have anything that says Easter. It would say simply Passover. So we hope that you brothers and sisters understand that Easter is a tradition of man that has nothing to do with Christ. We want to end it in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8, where it says here in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men. Easter did not come from Christ. Easter does not have anything to do with the resurrection of Christ. It's simply a tradition of man. You have to understand that the Catholic Church, they merged every pagan holiday and tried to make it seem like it was a Christian holiday. So Easter that our people are celebrating has nothing to do with Passover, has nothing to do with Christ or the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Easter, as you see, is about fertility, bunnies, Bunnies, which are known to bring forth a lot of offspring. Eggs, which is a symbol of fertility. And if you were to see the original image of Ishtar or Ashtoreth, she was represented as having a body full of breasts all over. And it also looks like full of eggs all over. We're not to allow ourselves to be deceived or be involved in tradition of men. It says after the rudiments of the world. Because this didn't come from the scriptures. It came from the world and not after Christ. With that, we want to give all praise and honor to the Most High Christ. And we hope you brothers and sisters go to the website. On the flyer section, it goes into detail. Way more than this audio lesson about this wicked day called Easter. Shalom. Matthew 26 and 6. Now, when Yahweh was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at me. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Yahweh understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she have wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you. But me ye have not always. 
For in that she have poured this woman on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman have done, be told for a memorial of her. This woman being married, the sister of Lazarus.